GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man who won't stop wearing his hat like a shark fin. Hovercraft John. <laughs> I, I can't help it if my hat is like a shark fin. Uh, it's just how it is. So um, That's fair. And that, that was the closest in, I'd say, like almost a year that you've come to introducing me as the co-host of this podcast. So already it's a great episode. Well, that's okay, because I'm going to introduce our next two guests. We're joined by <laughs> a former amateur swimmer and shark enthusiast, Jody. <laughs> hey guys what's going on and we're also joined by a current amateur swimmer and you know shark indifferent dave that's incorrect i have swam with sharks before yeah but All you're right. indifferent toward them and also uh, he's- i mean i don't know i like them i mean i, I feel like maybe i'm kind of attracted to them also you know? that's, that's a different category <laughs> also he's the tush just the to tush clarify. my apologies the tush she's Jeez, also, I'll- if a shark had a fin like Hovercraft Joe's hat, I would not know if I should be afraid or not. Just a little piece <laughs> ball coming up from the water, you know. Um, also, to clarify, LBJ, you at one time were an amateur swimmer as well. So. I, I, I didn't deny it. At one point, I was. Yeah. He you was an the- amateur walk part of the way <laughs> Ooh, wow. he was he was an amateur oh man this kid's gonna drown yeah <laughs> but, i um, mean when you're weighed down by that many wet pubes you know <laughs> oh man this i did refuse to shave <laughs> um so we are still i wouldn't say in the middle i guess when this episode is coming out it's the end of spoo month yeah this episode's um, coming out on halloween <laughs> on halloween our, our our spooky month schedule you know we we had the technical difficulties we're a little behind but anyways um we're actually here tonight to talk about a movie that we've talked about doing for a long time like i feel like this has come up and i'm surprised <laughs> it's taken us this long to get to it but we're talking about the 1999 classic deep blue sea uh tonight uh the release date on this is july 28th 1999 uh and and i guess uh tush why don't you start off kind of maybe telling us what your like history or or background with this movie is i mean well first i do want to say that since this comes out on halloween uh, anyone know that anyone who comes trick-or-treating at lpj's house will get a little usb drive with this episode on it so first of all we don't give out candy Um, oh, oh, oh wow, you're those people. Well, we're not home. We all it's my mom's birthday, so we always go to her house. Well, well that makes sense. Okay, so anyways though, <clears throat> no, I definitely saw this movie in the theater. Um I, I I remember like the thing is, I mean, yeah, there's some corniness to it, but like, you know, I enjoyed it at the time. I mean, I don't think I, I've seen it a couple more times since then. It's one of those like it's on TV, you'll watch parts of it. I was just it. gonna say I was a little worried. <laughs> I was like, you know how the, the show works, we don't do our rating till the very end. No, no, so done. Reintroduced to it by like people started making jokes about it online, like or or like on um Parks and Rec, they made jokes about it, and like obviously you know how did this get made? So kind of you know kind of like brought it back to life. I'm like yeah okay. Uh, what about you, Jody? I can only imagine that I probably saw it in the theater with you two, being July of '99. I don't know when else I would have seen it. Yeah. No, it's not time for the reviews yet, Joe. We have not <laughs> well, heard the machine gun sound yet. Yeah, but you're supposed to say, like, have you seen it any other times? Have you watched it since? Have you, you know, do you have... I, I you've really been, have you've no been idea. on the podcast. It's like, been a long time since I've been on the podcast, Joe. You've been on the podcast, like, five times, according to LBJ. You should know how it works. I don't remember seeing it again. But I remember when you talked about it, like, oh, I want to watch that movie again. So gotcha. I was excited to watch it again. You have the you? worst memory of anyone I know that doesn't have close head injuries. <laughs> I don't remember anything about this movie. 
what about you, LVJ? Yeah, we 100% saw this in the theater, yeah. probably opening night, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's July 99. We would just go see movies just to go see movies. Like, we didn't even really need a special occasion. We didn't. We just didn't have anything else to do. We'd just go see movies. Um, yeah. And then I've seen it at least two or three more times after that, and then again for the podcast. And... Yeah, uh, yep. We've we've watched it a lot. It was one of the first movies we put on the. Remember back when we were actually going to do obscure and underrated movies. <laughs> that plan that theme through. sucked. That theme <laughs> this seems suck. much better. This theme is much better. Uh, this this was the second movie I put on that list, and um, it's always been on our other original list of action movies. Yeah, we definitely talked about one. And like you're right. Yeah, we saw this in the theaters. Summer of 99, I feel like it was the summer we were seeing a lot of movies, so we definitely saw this. Um, I've seen it a handful of times since. Um, I definitely hadn't watched the whole thing in a while, uh, but I do own it now because I did have the option to watch it for free on Tubi or buy it for $4.99, and I just bought it. I figured, why not? (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's get into some numbers for Deep Blue Sea. Uh, It has a budget of $60 million dollars. Uh, a domestic gross of 73 and a worldwide of 164 million dollars. So, a success. Yeah. This is interesting. It has a Rotten Tomatoes of 60%, which if you're keeping track at home, like I always am, that is 51% better than Beverly Hills Cop 3, which got 9% uh Rotten Tomatoes. But the audience score on this is 39%. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? What? How? That's what I'm saying. I, I think sometimes, like, the critics see a movie like this as, like, satire, whether it's supposed to be or not. So they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, you know, whereas the audience is some, uh, sometimes seems a movie like this, like, oh, it's just terrible, you know? Like, even if you don't watch this movie for satire, like, what's in here to hate? Like, <laughs> for, for 39% of people to like this movie, uh, there's well, there's 61 percent that didn't like this movie. I find that hard to believe. I mean, we maybe sh- there's just a group of people that don't like Saffron Burroughs Camel Toe. <laughs> we should we should say though, as we've stated many times, we don't necessarily know how the audience score is tabulated. That is true. So who knows? It's especially weird for movies that existed before Rotten Tomatoes. You know, so I I feel like maybe it's only the people going on. Who, like really hate it like we'll do it. i don't know like i feel like the movies that existed before rotten tomatoes always have weird skewed scores you know i wonder <laughs> what this score was before the how did this get made episode came out mm, that's a good point who knows okay top grossing movies of 1999 number one is star wars episode one the phantom menace uh, Jody, did you go see it with us when we saw it in Louisville, Kentucky, when we were down there for Crazy Fest, or did I you say did you did not? not? I believe I got pizza in a hotel room instead. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, side note: Remember how we went to a Kentucky Fried Chicken buffet at that uh, when we were in Louisville? I was hoping to try again. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's number one. Number two is The Sixth Sense, and number three is Toy Story Two. This movie, Deep Blue Sea, comes in 29th in the domestic box office. Uh, we've only covered two other movies in 1999. They're oh. number five, The Matrix, and number eight, The Mummy. So there oh, you wow. go. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about who is in this movie. Um, we got our boy Thomas Jane, star of the criminally underrated Punisher movie <laughs> that Knopf's are trashed. Fighting crime in Tampa. <laughs> uh, Just Saffron- like the Punisher always does. <laughs> Saffron Burroughs, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Michael Rappaport, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, L. O. Cool J. That's where I'm at. What else do you guys got? Anyone yeah, Ada Taturo, uh, Janice Soprano. Is she, um, related, is she related to John Turturro? Yes, yeah, she's, she's their, their their brother and sister. Oh, okay. And then you got in a non-speaking, the weirdest non-speaking yes. role ever, Ronnie Cox of Deliverance and Total Recall fame. fame. And oh, Robocop right. fame. And Robocop, yeah. And uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I have a theory yeah. about that when we get to that part. So Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you guys ready for some net worth? Yeah. Sure. Okay. 
Let's start with uh, Stellan Skarsgård. He's got that sweet, sweet goodwill hunting money. What do you think, uh, Tush, for Stellan Skarsgård? He acts a lot, and he's been in some big-time stuff, so I'm going to put him at $20 million. Okay. Uh, LPJ. I heard he got a he heard he got a great endorsement deal from Etnies, uh, and from uh, from Vans with those stellar skateboards. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. We just had him too. Uh, Fifteen million. Uh, Tush, I want to circle back before we go, to Jody. Do you have a sweet, sweet something you want to throw out? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he has that um, sweet, sweet Clive Owen King Arthur money. <laughs> wow. wow, that is not going to be on the show. <laughs> uh, okay, Jody, what do you think for uh, Stellan Skarsgård? He has that sweet, sweet Mamma Mia money. <laughs> Ooh, here we go again. I think about $12 million worth. Uh, $50 million. 5-0 or 1-5? 5 LPJ almost did a fist pump there. He looked like Tiger Woods <laughs> like about to take a pot. I'm on a roll today. Next up, uh, Michael Rappaport. Uh, wow, I really can't think of anything that he has sweet, sweet money for, so I'll leave it to you, LPJ. He's got that sweet, sweet only murderers in the building money. Ah, fudge. What a great show. Fantastic show. Uh, You know what? He produces a lot of, like, basketball documentaries and, like, sports shows. (laughs) He does a lot of crazy stuff. So I'm willing to bet he's got more money than we realize. I'm going to go – I'll go $12 for him. Okay. Uh, Jody? He has that sweet, sweet prison break final season money. I've never seen it. Lauren deleted it off the DVR. but (laughs) And there's no possible way to find it? No, not anymore. It's done. Okay. It's gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say $17 million because all that NBA uh, documentaries, LPJ said. <laughs> I'm telling you. Big documentary film, Michael. Tush, what do you think? He's a pretty successful podcaster, and he's got that sweet, sweet higher learning money. <laughs> so I'm going to say he's worth $25 million. $8 million from Michael okay. Rappaport. Uh, next up. LL Cool J, he's got that sweet NCIS Los Angeles money. What do you think, uh, Jody, for LL Cool J? Whenever we do someone that, um, a recording artist, they always are, I can't remember if they're too high or too low, what we always go with. But I'm going to say $33 million because he has that sweet, sweet rollerball money. (laughs) Uh, All right. Tush, what do you think for LL Cool J? Ladies love Cool James. I mean, the funny thing is, the NCIS money is probably genuinely sweet, sweet. So um, he's got that sweet, sweet licensing out, Mama Said Knock You Out, to every single commercial and movie ever money. I bet he has $100 million. All right. Uh, what do you think, LPJ? He's got that sweet, sweet <coughs> Any Given Sunday money, Ooh. which we also saw in 1999 that year. That movie is like eight hours long. So yeah, because they put an entire football game in it. They're like, no, we <laughs> don't need to cut this down at all. Uh, he's got $120 million. On the button, LBJ, $120 million for LL Cool J. A um, couple more here. Saffron Burrows. Um, man, I'm stumped. Uh, usually I can think of sweet sweets right off the top of my head. I got nothing. Uh, Tush, what do you think for Saffron Burrows? Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet circle of friends money. <laughs> she's got Minnie, introduced Mini Driver to the world. All right. um, she she can't be worth that much. I mean, yeah, she acts a lot. She was in Troy, you know, but like I'd say she's only got five million. All right, LPJ. She's got that sweet, sweet Wing Commander money. Ooh, <laughs> uh-huh, Freddie Prinze Jr., shoot. Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah. she's in that movie. Yeah. She is. Uh, I'm gonna go six million. Uh, Jody, um, she was in one episode of Bones, <laughs> so I'm gonna say two point five. Sweet, sweet amount of money. Ten million dollars for Saffron Burrows. Oh. Ten million. You, right. you know she was on Agents of Shield. She played basically the same character that yeah. Julie Dreyfus plays now. Oh, all right. Well, jo- Jody is our resident Agents of Shield expert, so. Uh, I'm sure he's forgotten it all. Although it's a TV show, so he should remember it. Anyways, uh, it's not canon. Uh, 
Uh, two more, starting with LBJ, Samuel Jackson. He's got that sweet, sweet Capital One credit card commercial money. What do you think for Samuel Jackson? Something that we've covered on this podcast a lot. A lot, yeah. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet uh, Black Snake Moan money. <laughs> <laughs> You like that one? Huh? That uh, I'm gonna go 250 million. All right, uh, Jody. Well, I'm gonna use the same sweet, sweet money I've used the last three episodes. I think I've been on with Samuel Jackson. I have no remembrance, so it's <laughs> sweet, sweet Coach Carter money <laughs> and 275 million. Uh, tush. Well, I mean, he's in literally everything, but I'm gonna say he has that sweet, sweet changing lanes money. <laughs> you said better luck next time. <laughs> I'm gonna say 250 million. Uh, funny enough, I randomly own Changing Lanes on DVD, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, 250 million dollars for Samuel. That was L. my guess. You didn't say right on the button. Well, because you technically guessed the same. That's what LPJ said too. No, I said so. 225. Or, or oh, yeah. Sorry, Tush. Right on the button. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, okay, last one, Thomas Jane. He's got that sweet, sweet, criminally underrated Punisher money. Uh, what do you think? Where are we at? Who's guessing first? Jody? Jody. He has think, sweet, Jody? sweet face-off money. And I'm going to go with $19 million. Oh, right. yeah, he wasn't face-off. Uh, Tush? Well, he's got that sweet, sweet movie I saw the other day called The Last Son with Machine Gun Kelly and Sam Worthington. And for some reason, Thomas Jane did an offensive American Indian accent the entire movie because he's playing like an army guy who was raised by the Comanche or something. And it was just like really bad. So he's got that sweet. Yes, he got that sweet, sweet money. I can say he's worth 20 million. Okay. What do you think, LBJ? How do you follow that? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet the mist money. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go eleven million. Sixteen million dollars for Thomas. Yeah, Thomas Jane. Yeah, way to go! I like Thomas Jane. Yep. Yeah, me too. Uh, seems like a nice guy. Really? Uh, seems like a nice guy from the movies he's made. Yeah, that's what you're basing it on. <laughs> Sometimes good people make bad movies. Uh, okay, so this movie uh, is directed by Rennie Harlan. Give me those <laughs> uh, anyone, anyone got any other favorite Rennie Harlan movies they want to mention? Die Hard 2. Cliffhanger. Cutthroat Island. Mm, Cutthroat Island, we haven't done it. The Long Kiss Goodnight is something we've talked about doing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it is written by Duncan Kennedy Donna Powers and Wayne Powers. I don't have anything on them. I don't know I if you nothing. have anything. Okay, you got you got, got nothing. I got nothing because I think <clears throat> this movie was like written and rewritten a million different times, and they just happen to be the last people to contribute. Okay, and then the music is by Trevor Rabin. Yeah, we've had him uh, on the podcast. Yeah, he's done like Armageddon, National Treasure. Uh, so yeah, he's been on the podcast before for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, but what we really want to play is the uh, the LL Cool J song that he wrote for this uh, oh, movie. This Do we want to play it, or did Joey just? Oh, sorry. What's it called again? What's it specifically called? It's called Deepest Bluest. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Now, do we really want to play it, or does Joey just want to wrap it right now for us? No, Dave. I was gonna play it until you started talking again. <laughs> are you gonna play it? I'm gonna play it, guys. Here we go. I'm hitting the button now. Uh, my hat is like a shark yeah. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark uh, Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark uh, yeah. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark uh, Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark Man-made terror, hundred jaws of death uh, Gotta cross my depths, I pause your breath I caught you, you sing down 40,000 leagues uh, Bleeding to death with no arms a world's deep blue, killers gotta eat too Looking for human flesh to rip my teeth through Other fish in the sea, but barracudas ain't equal To a half-human predator created by a needle Jet black eyes, baby, they stand while you sleep When your Titanic sink, I'm the one you gon' meet Hearing terrified screams, they surround my team All you see is trails of blood, either God won't intervene Nightmares of darkness, my appetite is heartless Even if we related, you eliminated regardless In the deep blue, underwater world, half-man, half-man 
There it is. Deepest bluest. My head is like a shark. My, my head Obviously, like the audience at home can't see this, but that was the happiest I've ever seen LPJ <laughs> on this podcast. That was that was that was one of the on happiest podcasts. Yeah, I was gonna say that's one of the happiest I've seen him in life. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's kind of a grumpy individual, so it's true. <laughs> it's like this and the Young Bucks um death triangle match or whatever in a, that was great. AEW. Oh, man. Oh, okay, okay, save it for your wrestling podcast. I'm sorry, dude. Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers. Right. Death Triangle and you're the third. Uh all right, you guys ready for some taglines yes first is, is one. one of them just deepest bluest uh it is not oh. first one bigger smarter faster meaner okay number two how fast can you swim question mark if the if you're asking lpj not fast nope uh <laughs> The people in this movie very fast. <laughs> uh, the next one, welcome to the endangered species list, which is like, I feel like that even, gets recycled all the time. Also, I would like to say, not to like skip to the plot of the movie, even if the shark got loose, it wasn't killing the human race. Like, yeah, maybe it would have killed some more people, but like, I think they would have gotten it and killed it, and like, yeah. Or anyways, you know, just not gone in the water. <laughs> Uh, next up, your worst fear is about to surface. Okay. Next one. Beneath the glassy surface, there's a world of gliding monsters. That's terrible. That's not great. That was my favorite out of all of them. Wow. And then for some, then for some reason, it has your worst fears about to surface listed again. So, uh, I don't know why it's uh listed twice on here, but it is. Uh, okay. Anything else that you guys want to mention, talk about, bring up before we get into the plot of this movie? Um, not really. I mean, it, you know, kicked around a couple different uh, screenwriters and um, they essentially wanted to make like a, an homage to like Jaws and all the other, you know, shark movies and, 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 and disaster, well, not disaster, but like animal movies out there. Um, but without making it too like cheesy, not that this isn't cheesy, but I think they do a better job of, 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 of keeping this somewhat grounded as opposed to the silliness that usually happens in, you know, something like Sharknado. Um, Wait, you think that you think this movie is grounded? I think the that, shark no, turns on a fucking oven. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. No, well, but I, I think like I don't know. I think um, you know what? It doesn't matter. Fuck it. This well, movie's silly. Let's move on. Well, okay. So like, my understanding is like with, with some of the reshoots, it makes you kind of feel bad for Saffron Burroughs. Like, okay, we're gonna make your character more unlikable. Yeah. You have to get in your underpants, and <laughs> and then there's another thing that we'll get to. You know. <laughs> Well, okay. So we ready to start going through it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need. I, I mean, need. That's, a, that's a, why we're here. All right. Well, <laughs> you want to. You want to go through the plot this time, LPJ? No, I'm good. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. So movie starts off with a uh, group of couples partying on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a shark attack. It like knocks all of them in the water. Can I ask and... a question about that? Mm, yes. Uh, so they spill their drinks into the water, and then the sharks come. Were they drinking blood? Bloody Mary. <laughs> I read so. I read about this. There's the theory. I don't know where this thing came. Where the theory came up. Well, where the, who came up with this? The theory was that the sharks are smart, right? So they're not looking at it as if it's blood. They're looking at it as if okay, there must be people up there. If somebody drops something. Um, so let's see, you know, let's just kind of probe around and see what's going on. And supposedly that shark that's out there is, uh, probing the waters to see if it's habitable for the other sharks to jump the fence with them. Okay. Come on. My, that's a, that's a my I just figured they're vampires. That's in my <laughs> shark, in my shark research, they're just as attracted to vibration, if not more than blood. Well, so it could have been like the bass of the music. Yeah, I want to say this right off the bat: like the the intelligence level of these sharks like varies from scene to scene in an extreme amount. Like sometimes they seem like they could like give a lecture at a college class because they're so <laughs> smart, and then like sometimes they're like 
dumber than like a normal probably shark. So it, it, who knows why it's yeah. attracted to them, right? And the so, lecture would not be on shark-based subjects either. It'd be on something like, you know, really that you wouldn't expect a shark to give a lecture on. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I wouldn't expect a shark to give a lecture on anything. What about you? Uh, well, nice. he... <laughs> oh boy, this has gone <laughs> off the rails and we're in the like note two of my plot summary. I mean, yeah. Um, what about any of the members of the San Jose Sharks? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if I'm, am I wrong? I'm remembering that Jabberjaw like walked on his tail a lot. Not yeah. a lot. That's what he did. <laughs> that was his main mode of transportation. He didn't swim. Listen, he also he jabbered out a lot. of water. I don't. Okay, this is the last last Jabberjaw reference. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> but can you? You can't keep. Can you tell me though, like, like what was the general plot of like an episode of Jabberjaw? Like, what were they doing? Do you remember that? Wasn't well, okay, the so they're trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's, so they injected <laughs> Jabberjaw with a bunch of stuff. And made him like really smart. Wait a minute, is this movie Jabberjaw the movie? <laughs> well, anyways, we'll we'll circle back to Jabberjaw. So it knocks them all in the water. Thomas Jane shows up and he saves them with a harpoon gun, which apparently you can shoot like sharks with harpoon guns and they're fine with it. Anyways, I wouldn't um, say they're fine with it. Oh, you mean the sharks? Oh, oh, the, 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 the government. Oh yeah, you can you can shoot sharks. I'm not going to go out and shoot a shark. I thought you meant the shark is fine with it. I'm like, well, no, they're probably not. Uh, okay, so cut to Saffron Burrow. She's talking to Samuel Jackson and Ronnie Cox. Uh, they 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 basically run a pharmaceutical company? Question mark. That's what they do. Well, she's talking with Samuel Jackson and at Ronnie Cox. Right, but like they're like the heads of yeah. a pharmaceutical company, right? And they yeah. wanna they wanna basically uh, pull the funding for the research that they're doing on Alzheimer's uh, because the shirt got loose. Um, Samuel Jackson's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you one more chance. And he flies out to the research facility with her. Um, this is where my theory comes in on why Ronnie Cox is silent. Okay. I think he has Alzheimer's. <laughs> you think, and that's why he's funding the research? Yeah. And like Samuel Jackson's like, but he's kind of hesitant when he says he doesn't know anyone with Alzheimer's, you know? So I think, I think the whole thing is Ronnie Cox has Alzheimer's and that's why he's silent. Boom. Right. All right. Well, it looks like you're going to write the prequel. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. So, uh, and and I think they they casually mentioned that the the base, Aquatica, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. It's an old sub refueling station for World War II. Yeah, the Navy built it. But but it's it's off the coast coast of California? I guess. Yeah, they would have had subs there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I guess uh, if they were sending them, because, you know, if they were going to send them to Japan, they would send them that way. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it was that far off the coast, like, if they need to refuel that soon. Anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're introduced to Thomas Jane. He's riding on the back of a shark for some reason, because <laughs> he needs to get a license plate out of its mouth. Uh, I don't know why. Um, and that was the there... shark that he brought back. Okay. Right? <clears throat> I... That was the one that I thought it was sh- a different shark. You thought it was a different shark? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because th- is this the shark they caught to feed the other sharks? Yeah. Got yeah, because okay. there's, there's, there's test sharks yeah. and there's normal sharks. Right. And apparently this, this they just. Nor- this is the normie. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> the Easter egg there is that the license plate is the same license plate they cut out of the, the tiger shark and jaws. Right. Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, they, they introduced the concept that it's the weekend and apparently everybody at Aquatica goes home <laughs> on the weekends. Okay. But I guess that's just so there's not a lot of people there. Um, I also have a question, like how far offshore is Aquatica? Do you think? Because like, it doesn't seem to take like the helicopter long to get there but then like no one nothing else ever comes out there i i don't know i was confused about how far offshore this place was uh, it's got to be several miles offshore yeah one because the water's got to be deep enough um for some reason stuff like that but you know if it's going to be affected by a storm that bad which we'll see later on it's probably mm-hmm. going to be out you know a fair ways from civilization Especially if it can't be seen, because they obviously couldn't see it from the shoreline. So it's got to be out pretty far. 
Fair enough. Um, so uh, Jan, who is the marine biologist, I think there, gives Samuel Jackson to her. Thomas Jane's character, I love love Thomas Jane. His character in this is so confusing because he seems to be the shark wrangler for Aquatica, but he also went to prison for smuggling, I guess. So I really don't quite know why he was a smuggler, but then he's also good at wrangling sharks. Maybe he was smuggling sharks. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, I like Maybe that. he was using sharks to smuggle drugs. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe uh, it was smuggling spice uh, Tush, work on this for your prequel yep <laughs> i will we're introduced to l cool j he's a preacher or they call him preach preacher but he's a chef his background is also i feel confusing too because he's a chef but he was a preacher was he a preacher he's an alcoholic oh yeah an alcoholic for sure maybe he just yeah. likes god i don't yeah. think he was actually a preacher i thought i thought he was i thought he said i thought there was that scene like near the end when he's like yo saying stuff by tried to be a preacher and stuff like that. He's also he preaches birds so many dirty words. Right. Well, he, yes, he has a parrot for some reason, and the parrot swears at him a lot and doesn't like him. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, well, so, so the one thing I, in the, with the introduction of Thomas Jane, I have a note that says that initially it's like, oh, he has sexual tension with Saffron Burroughs. But then he talks to, to um, Samuel Jackson. I'm like, seems kind of like he has sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> with Samuel Jackson too. And I know that like everyone he talks to in the movie, it seems like he has sexual tension. Yeah, with I was going like, to say, oh, is it that. possible that he's such a hunk that he just has sexual tension with sure. everybody? Whereas LL Cool J, there's that really weird scene where he has sexual tension with the bird. He's feeding him <laughs> the cream off his finger. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, like, oh yeah, yeah. You like that? You like that bird? It's <laughs> creepy. <sighs> okay, so uh, they they feed the normal shark to the test sharks because apparently they eat other sharks anyways um then they have a how, how uh, did they discover that like they just yeah. walk in one day and like the mega sharks are eating all the, are eating every other <laughs> test subject i think I, a lot of sharks eat other sharks in the wild don't they i don't know i I'm think not, i think some of the marine biologist you little kid Jody. joe would be able to know what's that Marine biologist, little kid Joe. Oh, well, yeah, if we could go back, if we could go back and ask him. Um, so they have a birthday party for Saffron Burroughs. It's her birthday. Samuel Jackson orders vodka straight up, which I'm like, gross, Samuel Jackson. Nobody wants a glass of vodka to drink. I have that same note. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. Like, why don't you just pour a glass of rubbing alcohol? Well, um, my note on that scene is that there's an awkward conversation where, like, he and LL Cool J are calling each other brother and stuff like that. And I just my notice a white person probably wrote this. It's so awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I listen, my next note says, and obviously, but it says like, I'm so confused by the fake science in this movie. Like, I don't I and I get it. Like, this movie's dumb and the science doesn't make sense, but I feel like it's like extra confusing. But we'll get into it maybe a little bit more here in a second. So there's a storm headed their way. Um, I also was curious as to what exactly Michael Rappaport's job at Aquatica is. Like, what is he responsible? He's the, he's the engineer. Okay. So he's responsible for any kind of like structural or mechanical issues that happen. Cause he's thought, he talks all about that. He talks all about like what the hole pressure is and, you know, all the different physics associated with maintaining the uh maintaining the atmosphere and the pressure in the different chambers and stuff he's the he's the engineer of it yeah and i also think on his uh linkedin profile the character it says comic relief (laughs) Uh, shout out to all our linkedin peeps okay so um, they're, they're, they're going to do an experiment on the shark. The sharks are scared of the tiny gun that Thomas Jane has for some reason, which I thought was funny. Um, and they're also smart enough to know to take out the cameras for some Shark state security cameras, obviously. <laughs> this is where I have another note that says, why does being a smuggler make Thomas Jane so good with sharks? Can I ask you I, a... I think Jody's theory. Also, yes. do you think that these sharks are smart enough where, like, they've made, like, the Janie's got a gun joke? Because, you know, Thomas Jane. <laughs> Shark Wrangler question. Who's yeah. better? Uh, Jason Statham in the Meg or Thomas Jane in this? 
Ooh. Jason Statham. He kills a shark with like a knife, like a megalodon. Come on. <laughs> I like Thomas Jane. There is no, there is no day you'll ever get me to admit that he's better than Jason Statham at anything, though. I, I agree with that. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so this is where we get into the science of this movie. <laughs> it, it, did you hold? Did you, did you quotation marks? Science. So maybe someone can someone can help me out, and, and I'm going to try and talk through it as best I understand. Sure. So they're trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's. Yeah. And because sharks don't have any, like, deterioration of brain functions, they think that they can use their brains to maybe help reignite dead brain cells in humans so, but a normal shark brain isn't big enough to get enough of the brain juice. So they made their brains bigger to get more brain juice. But apparently, <laughs> bigger brains mean smarter. Yes. Which is obviously not true. But, um, <laughs> I mean, look at the size they, of the Tush and Mai's head. Yeah, <laughs> they got smarter. Um, I think what it is, is a lot of script writers this time started writing thinking they'd be like Michael Crichton and then just like, no, screw it about like 10 pages in and just make stuff up, you know? Also, I do think that, I mean, cause you know, there's two sequels to this where just more fighting of sharks. I think a better sequel is they give the drug to Alzheimer's patients and they just go crazy and start killing people or turn into sharks. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Like half sharks, half old people. They think about one with a Walker, like chasing someone, but with like these giant teeth, you know? <laughs> But, Ooh, like, we just wrote this. but like, just, just to circle back, like yeah, what science, I, what, that's what you said. But that, what I described is essentially, that's what, essentially the what it is. Yeah. Like they need the, the, the proteins that are in the shark brain that supposedly prevent it from deteriorating. They can then use that protein. I don't know why they can't synthesize the protein or get it any other place in the world. Um, or just to, get more sharks or get more sharks. Yeah. To, um, to reignite the, dead neurons in the human brain okay which is what well, i thought was so funny they're trying to get like the files or the discs are so important it's like i feel like your process is pretty simple i don't think you need those files. <laughs> I feel like you got it figured out save the floppy disk dave yeah <laughs> so they they dropped the shark brain juice on a human brain cells and i guess it works because they're all happy but then the shark they think is sedated wakes up and bites off stellan skarsgård arm yep um, uh, Thomas Jane wants to kill the shark immediately, but Saffron Burroughs is like, nah, and like lets it go. Um, and then like the storm they talked about hits the facility and it's like really bad. It's they, they don't say if it's a hurricane, I guess it's not a hurricane, I don't know. No, it's it just is. like a really bad tropical storm. Uh, so a helicopter comes out pretty quickly to airlift Stellan Skarsgård out of there, but like the winch and the helicopter breaks. Uh, so Stellan's Scar- really crazy, like. Yeah, it blows my mind that this this winch would magically break now. Like, there's nothing on the winch. It's not really. I mean, yes, there's the the cart there, but it's crazy to me that that winch would all of a sudden break. You had to make the put the bait on the hook somehow. That's fair. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. They had to go because I because I guess like the shark, like it it ends up causing the helicopter to crash, and when he goes into the water. Uh, and it crashes right into like the radio tower conveniently and takes out uh, uh, what's her girl. name? Yeah, wasn't she in the Sopranos? Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, she's she, Janice she Soprano. Oh. And she's been on uh, what we do in the show, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Was she in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah, she was one of the gangsters' uh, wives. Oh, okay, anyways. Girlfriend. So, so it crashes into the radio tower, takes that out, and then sets off like a series of events where basically everything gets blown up. Like the plane they have gets blown up. Yeah, because like, they have, for whatever reason, I don't know why, they have giant canisters of fuel, like <laughs> all over the place. All over the place. Like on the deck, there's there are huge drums of fuel just littering this place which makes it's no the best sense. way to store your fuel they don't they clearly <laughs> don't have any like they have a couple boats here and there right i don't see any planes i don't see any helicopters i don't th- see anything that's going to require that much fuel unless 
the building supposedly maybe the the maybe the yeah maybe they need to power the building power the building with that much fuel but it seems crazy that they wouldn't come up with some other way than to have giant vats of liquid fuel on this floating platform <laughs> in the middle of where tropical storms could could hit them at any point uh okay so uh the shark grabs Stellan Skarsgård underwater who's still on the stretcher and throws him into the big like underwater glass window. Uh, the, w- the window breaks, the room floods, uh, stairs are flooded, the whole place is flooding. It's like everything's gone to shit, right? Um, LO Cool J like tries to like go up the stairs and gets knocked down by a big uh, wave of water. Uh, and, and that's when we like kind of find out more about what's going on with the sharks and Saffron Burrows is like, oh, yeah, we increased the, the size of the shark's brains. So they got smarter anyways. It doesn't, uh, but it doesn't for whatever it doesn't it doesn't account for why they're so so much physically larger. Because they're supposedly physically like huge sharks now. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Can easily navigate, uh, you know, hallways with like a foot of water. But how can the people close yeah. so many doors against the rushing water and outrun the water filling up the room? They would not be able to. That's what I thought. I got news for you. That ain't happening. Uh, so LL Cool J comes across a random Playboy floating in the water for some Who's Playboy? Yeah, so check it out. Yeah, he does pick it up and kind of looks at it. And is like, all I right. it's like, all right. This is the second straight movie I've been on with you guys where a character is checking out a porno mag. What, what was the other one? The I'm Faculty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember Shooter McGavin's carrying that porno right mag around. <laughs> That's true. Uh, they tell uh, Frodo Baggins no more flogging the bishop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, th- their original plan is they're like, hey, we're going to go to where we have the sub and we're going to take that to the service. But they get there and the, sub- the sub's all fucked up so they can't use it. Um, Shark attacks El Cool J, eats his parrot. <laughs> See you later, parrot. Um, El Cool J hides in an oven from the shark. The shark turns on the oven. <laughs> Un- unclear if the shark knew that he was turning on the oven or it was just an accident. But it's like a double-decker oven? So he, like, busts his way into the he oven a little axe. above it? Yeah. But if the shark can turn on the oven, can't the shark break through the oven door? <laughs> I don't know. Also, I feel like they went back to the bird getting eaten. I feel like they established the bird was an asshole to make you feel less bad about getting eaten. That's fair. But yeah, um, so he takes his knife that he has and can openers the ceiling, <laughs> the roof, the, the, the upper portion of this oven to crawl into the top oven. There is no way he's getting through that metal with that knife in any amount of time that's going to prevent him from getting cooked alive. There's no way that he's making a hole big enough for LL Cool J to get through. No, there's no, there's it's impossible. So he ends up getting out and he has a lighter and he throws the lighter and he blows up the shark because of all the oven gas, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cut to like everyone's infighting, like Samuel Jackson. Like, there's a, a weird subplot about how Samuel L. Jackson, like, saved all these people in the Alps who were, like, mountain climbing and got, like, stranded. Like, and he no, has he that didn't gra- save him. He was the only survivor. No, that's not what it was. He yeah, saved I feel like of some of them got away. I feel like six out of, like, 20 got away, you know? Yeah, yeah he definitely like complied with they ate each other a little bit. Yeah, he oh, definitely saved right, some that's people. that's right. They didn't all he had, get out, but that's right. Okay, fair enough. Because he has that great quote where he says, you think water moves fast? You should see ice. It has a mind of its own. <laughs> which is, is that like, a spinoff movie? Which is like, I do feel like water moves faster than ice. But anyways. I would agree with that. So you get that great thing where he gives that big rousing speech about how they're going to pull together. They're going to figure out how to get out of here. And like in the middle of it, a shark jumps out of the water and bites him in half and kills him, which is kind of like a brilliant thing. Like, yeah, uh, like and I, and I saw that like uh, Rennie Harlan said that like they they kind of like modeled it after like uh, the original Alien movie where like Tom Skerritt gets killed, whereas yeah. like he's kind of like the level-headed guy in charge. So it's like, but but it is like 
It's jarring. Shock, it's shocking the first time you see the movie when you see Samuel Jackson and you definitely don't think it's going to happen. So I think yeah. it, it – I mean, obviously you see it once, you know it's going to happen, but I, I think on a first viewing it works amazing. Yeah. No, I agree. I remember being – like when we went and saw it in the theater, I'm like, oh, my God. Like it, I was taken aback. It was it was great. It's brilliantly executed the way they do it too. That's a part I, think I it's remember. The movie is, yeah, it's the thing the movie is most famous for, I would say. Yeah. You know? Like that's right. had its place in pop culture. It's like, oh yeah. Like I mean, even Chappelle <laughs> references it when he's doing the Samuel L. Jackson impersonation, you know. So um Samuel Jackson's dead, Michael Rappaport, he's like freaking out. Uh they decide that they're gonna start climbing up like the maintenance elevator tunnel, I guess. Yeah. Um also, this is where I have a note that said I'm very confused about the intelligence levels of these sharks. They're smart enough to chase them up the elevator shaft, but not smart enough to figure out any other way to get out to the ocean, which is like their ultimate goal. Like that's, and maybe this is the time to talk about it because like what they hypothesize is that the sharks are trying to purposely flood the place so it lowers so they can get over the fence into the ocean, right? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. oh, because the other fence is, is only made of steel, as if they would know that, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, is sharks like, it's... are sensitive to electronics. Oh, that's true. So they would know if the if the fence was electrified or not, which supposedly the fence below was electrified. And they saw the purchase order on the fence. Which they so. did. <laughs> I don't think you could electrify a fence in the water, could you? Wouldn't that just make all of the electricity go out hmm. throughout the rest of the you water? Know what? Maybe you're right. You're <laughs> I just thought right. friends, I just thought it was just titanium. Maybe. Like, like, I, like, and you also I don't know how matter. they. It doesn't. Even matter. though they're smart, <laughs> I don't know how they would like. Yeah, they're so smart, but how would they understand the concept of an oven enable you know or to turn it on? I, I listen. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you, in Discord, way in. I think it was an accident that the shark turned on the oven. I don't think it knew conceptually that it was turning on the oven. I, I think it theory. was, I think it just like bumped into it and turned it on anyways. Um, so they're, they're climbing up to try and get out the ladder breaks. Uh, Jan gets killed by the shark. Uh, and, and when things look dire for them, LO cool J shows up to save them. Uh, they look for supplies in Jan's room. I, for some reason, um, my, <laughs> And there's a weird di- and there's a weird like dildo vibrator kind of I was gonna say Michael Rappaport's trying to find her vibrator for batteries, I guess. Yeah. Uh and they all they also, they also reference that he went to Caltech and that L Cool J gave him the best physics lesson he's ever had. Uh the the hot a hot lady frying pan uh, uh describing the theory of relativity, I guess. Yep. You put a hot um, lady in a frying pan and she tastes the other right That's not it. I I mixed that up. I'm sorry. Forget forget what I said. So, okay, and this is like I, I'm just gonna like literally read you the note because I was confused. Michael Rappaport and Thomas Jane go to do something to drain water out of the stairs or something. I'm confused. That's what my note says. Like they were going to do something where they were gonna uh, help they anybody on a pump or something. Yeah, there's like a was gonna pump water out of the stairwell. Right. There's a pump that they can reset. But they can hold their breath for five to ten minutes, yes. possibly. Apparently, Thomas Jane is is a world record free diver too. Guys, Cyboxic should we do a off podcast where we t- we explain scientific stuff because we are doing a great job. We're real good. At we are. Like Bill Nye, a bunch of Bill Nyes over here, but not dicks in real life. Um, so uh, they go to do that. They they run into dead Stellan Skarsgård's body. Uh, Thomas Shane freaks out about it. I also have a note that says, man, LO Cool J's background is complicated and unexplained. <laughs> yes. Um, so also, I so him and Michael Rappaport are trying to do the pump thing. And I'm like, they, first of all, like, the, their ability to keep their eyes open <laughs> underwater in salt water is insane. Like, there's no way you could keep your eyes open that much. I mean, I, I don't know. Am I crazy? Like, it just seemed wild to me that they're just like, I have my eyes open. I'm seeing everything in salt water. Um, I don't think the salt water makes up as big a part of it, but just the clearness that they see it. Like, 
I mean, you, know, you swim in salt water. It's not. It doesn't sting your eyes all that bad. It's not as bad as chlorine or anything. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, they accomplish whatever they were set out to do, but then a shark shows up and bites Michael Rappaport and Ned Scoggins. See you later, Scoggins. Uh, Sanford Burr. Oh, go ahead. up all the electronics. He, like jams oh. into the electronics and breaks them all again. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's true. So Saffron Burroughs goes to her room to get her data. Uh, <laughs> I also have a note that, so they go after her. I also have a note that says that these sharks are smart enough to bust open a steel door, but they can't get through the table that she's hiding behind. <laughs> or they're strong enough to bust through a steel door, but they can't get through the table. Um, and so <sighs> she rips an electrical cord out of the wall, takes off her wetsuit, stands on it, and electrocutes the shark. But I, first of all, like, I don't think she's ripping that electrical wire out of the wall. No, she's second, not. Second of all, I still think she's getting electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously this is all an excuse to get her into her bra and panties. And I really feel like even if, like, in the kind of messed up theory that, like, the rubber or neoprene of the suit would like you know protect you from the electricity the fact that it's wet i feel would negate that you know so but yeah i mean she's got she's got a tight she got a tight little body on her so i mean <laughs> who cares you know i mean seriously wow. i know uh, what i'm writing this movie in we might we might have to, we might have to switch uh, your name from the tush to the perv <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So her research gets destroyed too. Like that's part of the thing. Uh, LL Cool J says a prayer. They have to flood the room before they can blow the airlock. Uh, <laughs> I also like the fact that like they're, uh, that the shark is super smart, but it's confused by a fire extinguisher that they send up <laughs> yes. to the water with a life vest on it. Like that's again, like the, the intelligence level of the shark is insane because it's like super smart, but also it's like there's three people in a fire extinguisher. I'm gonna follow the fire extinguisher. Um, As they're so, swimming up, preacher's best outfit choice was to continue to wear his chef jacket. <laughs> <laughs> We've all swam with clothes on, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't so even a giant I mean, jacket is going to be your worst option, and puffy pants too. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. You're right. That's insane. So uh, the shark ends up getting El Cool J, but lets him go because he stabs it in the eye with his cross. Um, and, and that's when we kind of learned that the, the sharks all along have been trying to lower the fence so they could escape to open water because apparently, again, they're going to destroy civilization. <laughs> well, they don't eat people. They just want to eat other sharks. I, it, again, like, I mean, like, yes, I understand that they act like if they don't stop it from getting out to open water, like, the world is doomed. And I, I don't know if that's the case. Um, so, Saffron Burroughs sacrifices herself to lure the shark in. Uh, Thomas Jane rides the shark again, call back to the beginning. Um, Ella Cool J shoots the shark, but also gets Thomas Jane when he shoots it. Yeah, shoots through the fin and ends up going through like his arm, right? Or his leg, I his thought. His leg, yeah, that's what he's saying on the side. Yeah. Tush. <laughs> so this is where, like, I kind of what I was playing earlier, like, in the original script and the original filming, Saffron Burroughs survived, but test audiences demanded she die. They're like, we hate <laughs> her. She had, no, she's got, she's got to, she's got to get, get part, get half naked, and she's got to die. Like that, those were their notes you know it's just like <laughs> i kind of feel like it was kind of her character's journey to kind of like learn humility and all that they're like nope she's gotta die you know yeah, so they went back i mean it, yeah but i mean she was trying to cure alzheimer's you know i mean you can talk about the you know the hubris of man or whatever but i don't know so uh it all goes back to the tight little body for me i kind of wish she had survived <laughs> So, uh, LL Cool J shoots a shark, gets Thomas Jane, shark blows up, but Thomas Jane ends up leaving. Uh, <laughs> there's that, the, then like, finally, somehow, finally people are showing up now. There's a boat after all this is going on. And the end of the movie is just, uh, LL Cool J saying, take me back to the ghetto. And Thomas Jane says, amen. 
Which, it was never established he was from the ghetto. I feel like that's something really racist a white writer wrote. Like, take me back to the ghetto. It's like, wow. You Does know? he fight sharks in the ghetto in the sequel? I, you know, I've never seen Ooh. the sequel, but I don't think L, I don't think LO Cool J's in it. So I don't think anyone returned for it because really only two two people, well, three if you count Ronnie Cox, could technically return. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. Wouldn't that be funny if the sequel was all about Ronnie Cox? He's like, yeah, hey, I'm a really talkative guy. I'm looking at the sequel now. Let's see. Okay. I don't recognize a single person. In <laughs> That's fair. In, in the second one, let's check out the third one. Let's see, Deep Blue Sea. Is there really three of them? Yeah, three. And Man, is that one, the movie we're doing next week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it had me fooled for a second there. I thought it said Ben Foster. No, no, it says Bren Foster. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> Which, like Ben Foster, another star of the criminally underrated Punisher movie starring Thomas yeah. Jane. Well, Bren Foster is just Ben Foster in a uh, with a fake mustache. He, he does that so he can avoid like union dues. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've made it to the end of uh, Deep Blue Sea. Uh, LPJ, do you have any role reversals at all for this? I didn't see any actually. Yeah, I didn't see any there either. Nothing, in my like, yeah, I, you I don't mess really with perfection. Anything. They got it right the first time with the casting. <laughs> That's fair. Um, anything else? Any anybody wants to bring up or talk about before we get into the ratings? Uh, are we can talk about that sweet ass song again. <laughs> no, I don't think we he need to talk. I had his little shark spin. Do you remember the video for it where he turns into the shark yeah. at the end? <laughs> yeah, like Yowie. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Like uh, Hovercraft Joe, you made a good decision by buying it. I watched it for free on Tubi with commercials, mm-hmm. and as Thomas Jane starts to ride the shark. It goes to a three-minute commercial. That's True. that's that's the thing I'll say about Tubi. Like, it, it surprisingly has a lot of good content on there, but it's like they just randomly decide when to give you the commercial breaks. Like, yeah. it's not timed in a good way at like all. Like, he grabs so. the he gets on the shark and then it's like commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, when I was signing up for it, there's like a weird thing where it's like, oh. If you give us access to your 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 Amazon account, there's like fewer commercials. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds shady. Uh, I was like, what was I just watching with commercials? And I was like, oh yeah, it was next week's movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, next week you guys are gonna be so pumped about next week. Uh, What's next so- week? Well, Dave, you know, <laughs> you know what next week is. We couldn't conv- <laughs> we couldn't convince you to be on the episode. I know. Uh, Let's write this thing. Let's write it. All right. Who wants to go first? I kind of want to go first. Is that all right? Yeah. So this movie's dumb. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. It's dumb. But, like, it's also very entertaining. And, like, I I think it's the right kind of dumb where, like, it's fun to watch and like especially like if you know i watched it by myself and it was fun but like if you were to watch it with a group of people and like make fun of it it would be a lot of fun i like thomas jane in it i like Skarsgård in it. i like samuel jackson in it like it's for being a dumb movie it's very entertaining i'm gonna give it three machine guns yep who wants to go next i'll go okay because I will give it the exact same as Joe, because I feel the exact same way. It's just, it's enjoyable. I mean, yeah, it's dumb, but also, like, okay, the special effects look good still. I mean, you know, it was made over 20 years ago, and the special effects still look good. You know, they, they, they don't try to, uh, you know, recreate the wheel or anything. It's just, you know, it, it just it's a dumb, fun movie, but yeah, everyone's, everyone's good in it. There's no one that'd be like, oh, no, they sucked, or, you know. And yeah, it's, you know, it's just a, a it's, it's a basically the higher budget more prestigious version of like what you might see on like sci-fi and such. But, <laughs> but like, you know, if, it, if everyone working on it was competent and they had a decent budget, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's enjoyable. So yep. Three machine guns for me as well. Jody? I liked it as well. I'm right on the same page as you guys. I mean, compared to some of the other stuff I've had to watch with you guys, <laughs> this would be like a 75 machine gun movie, but I'm going to give this one three shark fin hats. Yes. <laughs> in hopes that LPJ will do his dance again. <laughs> there he goes. There it is. You can't see it. Get your camera ready, guys. Yep. 
Sequest, bluest. <laughs> it's like a shot. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to echo all the sentiments you guys had. Um, it's it it's fast paced. Uh, there's really no slow parts to it. Um, people die pretty consistently throughout it, which you know <laughs> drives the story along. Um, all the characters are. All the characters are enjoyable in their own ridiculous ways. Uh, I'm glad the parrot died. Um, yeah, you know, I second that. I hate birds. that parrot. Was ter- I don't like birds either. Um, but yeah, this movie is just kind of fun. Like it's dumb, and it's a good watch. It has one of the greatest deaths in the history of cinema in it. Um, it you know, it just kind of hits all the right buttons. Uh, I'm actually gonna go three and a half machine guns because oh, wow. because I enjoy this movie and the song is so great. Like Hello <laughs> Cooches, the video is even crazier. You just he's swimming in a bulletproof vest <laughs> at one point and then turns into a shark. It's well, it's he's afraid that he might shoot himself. Maybe because he's a bad shot. Might be. Um, but yeah, so three and a half machine guns for me. All right. You know, one thing. One thing, just to elaborate a little bit on mine, is that sometimes when you go into these movies that are ridiculous, the cast just the cast, and everyone else just phones it in because, like, yeah, we're in a dumb movie, but not in this case. Everyone, everyone gives it their all, and it's enjoyable. I think that's what helps it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, um, any any final closing thoughts? Anything you guys want to add at all? No, I, w- I would just say, like, if this is a movie you haven't seen for some reason, check it out because it's worth a watch. It's dumb, but it's a lot of fun. Yep, so I agree. All right. Well, um, so if you want to if you want to chat with us about this movie, if you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, if you have any theories about what about the movie itself, um, you know, go to Discord, GameZillaMedia.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page, click on the Discord link and join us on our Discord channel. Uh, you can chat with all of us. You can, you know. Yeah, we finally we finally got the Tush to join Discord. True. Yep. And um, that's really the best way to kind of connect with us is on Discord. We're sort of always there, always commenting on things, always reading things. And it's nice, too, because you get, like, a little bit of crossover from all the other podcasts that are, are or were on the network. So you'll see people from the Legend of Retro pop in, you know, different people from Noobs and Dragons pop in. Um, and, uh, we kind of all are friends, so we sort of all come and it's a big, it's a very large community of people. Um, so join us on discord. You will have a great time. I can guarantee that. Uh, also we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Twitter may be changing. We don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Instagram is another great way. That's where we always post, uh, announcements about the show is generally it's going to be on Instagram or discord's going to get the information first. And then we, we disseminate it out to, uh, to Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, any, anything you guys want to plug Dave, you want to plug your book again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's eventually, like I said, I'm, I'm, I just I got it back from someone who did some, uh, some editing for me and, uh, yeah, it should be, should be coming along soon. Um, I want to plug Halloween, wish everyone a happy Halloween that when they're listening to this too. So, Agreed. Happy Halloween. Yep. Happy Halloween indeed. Jody, anything what you want to plug? Yeah, Jody. Um, I'm just going to plug the Discord because LPJ is always so nice to everyone on there. <laughs> True. Just like I told life. him that we were family and he didn't believe me and it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, I think that... Also, if you're... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt your plug. I say if you're coming new to Discord, generally speaking... You're gonna to want to post a picture of ET, like the best one you can find. I mean, maybe if you can find like one, like an edited one that doesn't show nudity of one of the ET porno parodies, that might be the way to go. But again, no nudity. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So just, you know, you if you want really, to put some like black, I, I just want to ask: Do you really think there's an ET porno parody? Okay, in my quest to find <laughs> pictures to freak out LPJ, I can guarantee. You, without a shadow of a doubt, there are multiple EP, ET porn parodies. <laughs> and these are not something I sought out for my own pleasure. These are things I just did a Google search to try to oh. find pictures to freak out LPJ, and there are many. So, did ET have a tight little body? Again, nothing graphic. Guys, dear, this is, don't listen to him, please. Dear, dear Lord, this is disturbing, <laughs> but also great fodder for the Discord because people are going to hear this. <laughs> 
it's going to get crazy. And I, I saw it. that Chops claimed that he listened, and I don't oh, really believe it. Yeah, Chops. Enough like, Chops. Chops is like, oh, I listen to the podcast every week and to the end of it. Who believes that? Come on. I listened to the end of the fal- faculty again. There wasn't anything that crazy even there. Yeah, there wasn't. I went back and listened to it, too. There wasn't anything crazy. Chops. What an ass. Get out of yeah. here, Chops. Enough yeah. Chops. I'm, I'm the... I'm the repeat owner of the craziest things at the end of the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> any any Ultimate Warrior updates you want to get no, before please. we leave? No, no one has gotten back to me on the Discord. You, no, you there's no Ultimate Warrior updates because he's <laughs> dead, Joe. He died. What? I'm surprised there's not a wrestling channel on it's the Discord, to be honest with you. Ooh, should we start one? There, there was at one point, I think. We'd have to have different wrestling nicknames. Isn't though. that just our text chain between the four of us <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> anyway I, I don't know lpj really sounds like cm punk is out that's you know and that's fine with me i agree who, who would have thought that we've gotten off track here at the end uh lpj you want to wrap let's this wrap up. this up all right just wait till next week guys <laughs> this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated but we'll be back Cause my heart is like a shark fin. <laughs> <laughs>